I'm Amy and this is Andy and we're Theme Park Real Talk, the show that talks about theme parks and our feels about them, good or bad. Coming at you from both sides, East Coast and West Coast, we're not here to hold back and we hope you don't either. And we have a lot of social media, so if you'd like to follow us on all of them, we would appreciate that. We are on Facebook, Twitter under a different name, which I forget mostly every week. It's Theme, theme Park, park. RT Pod. Theme, theme Park Pod. We ran out of characters for that one. But yeah, we actually do post different content, um, different content and different types of uh, media and thoughts on the different channels, as well as links to new episodes. So if you want to follow us there, we'll see you there. Please do. Um, so this week we took a little bit of a break because we both went on our, va- our separate vacays. I went to Disneyland and California Adventure on October 24th and 25th. And Annie went to Magic Kingdom on October 27th. But I did. And I, yeah. I also swung by the Epcot Food and Wine Festival, but I was literally there for three hours. I was just, I, I went there to eat, <laughs> basically. I went for food. That was, I didn't really, I rode one thing. That's it. <laughs> that was, what did you ride? Oh my gosh. What did I? Oh, it was uh, the Frozen, the Frozen ride. Of course I had to. We Naturally. tried to get onto the Remy Ratatouille ride, mm. but that was a virtual queue and we just mm. did not plan ahead for that. So next time we go back, we have to do the virtual queue. And so we couldn't get in line for it. Once the virtual queue is done, that you can't even get in line for it. You can't do anything. And so my, the people that I was with, we were, nobody knew this and I mean, we should have known. <laughs> we, I just, like, we did not, it was a really like spur of the moment thing. And we went to just get food and make really last minute reservations. And that did not include the virtual queue. Yeah, that's okay. Virtual queue and all the ride planning and like just going when you feel like it is taken on such a different meaning at any theme park now, because you always have to plan in advance, especially for reservations and things. So when did you end up, when did you go to Epcot last week? It was was the following Friday. It was before Magic King. It was right before and we went at night, so oh. I didn't see a lot, but I will say the Ratatouille French Pavilion area looks amazing at night because they, they did it brilliantly. They had the whole, and I did see the uh, the fireworks show, so I thought that was really pretty. I know a lot of people don't like the screens, and I didn't think the screens in, in the middle of the lagoon were overpowered. Okay, definitely... tell us, yes, tell us about Epcot's fireworks show. I want to know from your side as a Disney fan and not just people going on there to rag on the giant things in the water. So yeah, it's, how was you know, it? It, well, it's, it's definitely uh, emphasizing more modern stories. It, they didn't have a lot of like Snow White or Cinderella or Sleeping mm. Beauty or any of the old school characters. It was a lot. They had Moana like four times. They had <laughs> Elsa, they had Mulan, they had some of the more, they had Hunchback of Notre Dame, which is nice to see Hercules nice. and things like that. So they had some of the 90s ones too. Uh, it was cool. You know, it was pretty. The screens, I expected the screens to be very overpowering and just mm. kind of just take over the whole display, but they really were used to pretty good effect. I, I do see the complaint about how they block mm. the view from across the lagoon where before you can see all of the countries in the World Pavilion lit up. And that was part of a nice, you know, cozy effect of the fireworks show. You could right. see the entire lagoon and you could see all of the pavilions lit up. You can't see that anymore because the screen's in the way. But I don't think they're going to keep that forever. You know, I don't see that. It, it is a type of show that I think could probably become pretty quickly dated, especially mm. as they add new show, new movies and things like that. And I don't see them keeping that show forever. It was really, I thought it was okay. I thought it was pretty. Yeah. You know, I thought it was, I mean, it was inoffensive. It was nice. It wasn't like anything memorably spectacular or whatever, but I thought mm. it was pretty. And, you know, and I, I did think they used the screens to good effect. And one thing was really cool was that they had all the different theme songs for playing, like um, Reflection from Mulan mm. and uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, Notre yeah, Dame I was curious these- about the songs that they were playing through the show. So well, they, they sang them in English and then they sang them in the native language. So there was French and Chinese. And it was so, I thought it was really pretty. I thought it was I love that. a lot. You could hear people going, oh, it's, you know, it's, in, it's in another, you know, you could hear people kind of talking about it. So it was kind of cool. I thought that was really cool. It was a nice little touch. I see why they didn't use Cinderella and Mm. Sleeping Beauty. And the show's called, you know, Harmonious. And it's definitely intended to underscore the diversity in Disney's roster and, you know, catalog. And also to celebrate um, everybody and celebrate the whole world. And it's, it's it's an international celebration. And so... I see why they chose to highlight the properties that they did and the the movies that they did, because it is emphasizing that theme of harmonious and one world and everybody, you know, the different colors of the wind and all that stuff. (laughs) 
<laughs> and, um, you know, so I, I get it. I get why they did that. And uh, I think it worked. I just don't see it lasting 10 years. Right. But I... <laughs> and I am curious, since you went for food and wine at Epcot, how, what did you think? Thoughts on food and wine this year? Well, they had a lot of returning kiosks. You know, they had a lot of returning that I went to the in 2019, which was the last time mm-hmm. that I went. And it was nice to revisit some of those. Everything was good. You know, yeah. I... I don't go to Epcot Food and Wine to, you know, watch um, what I eat. I just go and just eat whatever just strikes my fancy. And I always try to try something new and try some different desserts. And I do like the different wines and, and things like that that they have. And I didn't do too much of that because we were just there for such a short time. Mm-hmm. And it was everything was good. Um, I think there were fewer kiosks this year than there were mm-hmm. when I last went. And then when I went in 2019, they were giving away coasters, a little set of mini mouse coasters mm. uh, for annual pass holders. If you went, I think more than four times, four yeah. times or more on your fourth visit, you got, you know, the set. And so uh, my son and I, we both got the set. So now we have eight mini mouse coasters and cool. um, they're really, they're super cute, but we ended up going like six times, you know, and, yeah. and they give you this little passport that you can uh, put stickers on for each kiosk that you visit. And so I think there were 42 and I maybe went to 36 of them, not all in one mm, sitting, not right. all in one visit. They were over the course of six or seven visits, but I did end up going to a few and it's the kind of place where you just, they, they give you the, you know, my, my father's family is from Spain and in Spain, they have tapas, which is the little, mm-hmm. you know, the little dishes that they have, right. the little bites. So that's what they really give you. They don't give you like full meals uh, yeah. at these kiosks. They give you little, like a little taste of of that right. particular what was your favorite that you tried had you have um, a favorite yeah yeah there's there is a bread dip in india in one of the indian kiosks that has like three different dips it has mm. the baguettes that you can dip in and it's naan, and then you can dip it in the dips and it's like mango salsa and then spicy garlic and wow. I, a third one that I, it's some kind of chutney and it was and they have all that, that's that was a good one and then they also mm. have one in belgium where it's like a, a raclette i think it's what they oh, call yeah. it you know that melted cheese mm-hmm. and they just dump this just massive amount of melted cheese over like the whole is potatoes little pickles and um their their bread as well and some other stuff and so they just dump this massive amount of cheese on top of all of that and you just eat it and it's just like this cheese stew and it's really it's if you like cheese which i do um that sounds amazing <laughs> it is and delicious <laughs> holy crap it is. <laughs> it is and there's oh, there's another one that i didn't try this year but i had it in 2019 in the ethiopia kiosk which is like a cornbread but it's it's more like it's not as it's a little bit more moist than cornbread mm. so it's like a cornbread layer with like a beef stew on top of it oh, amazing yum. yeah yum. yeah that sounds so, great <laughs> if you're going to the food and wine festival there are only a couple more weeks left uh to it but if you go, I would recommend just using it as an opportunity to go out of your comfort zone. Every little, every little thing that you try is mostly, unless you're trying, like there was a lobster tail uh, offering in one pavilion that was like $15, but for the most part, they're under $7. So, you know, they tend to be between four and $7. And so really take it as an opportunity to expand your culinary horizons. If you haven't tried something before, try something that you haven't tried before and just, you know, step out of your comfort zone. If you don't like it, you've only wasted five bucks on it. You can just, you know. <laughs> exactly. Disney's such yeah. a great place for that, to try something yes. that you've never tried before. Yeah. And especially at these little kiosks, because then you're not, you don't really have a lot of waste. And if you go with other people and they might like something that you don't like, then that's just free food for them. So that's, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's what yeah. you need to do. But tell us We about, did have a little yeah. swapping going on. Oh, you did? Point. So yes, yes. So. Good sharing, good sharing. Yeah, that's yes. such a good idea, because if you don't, not only that, if you don't finish something especially with like you're tasting so many things at the same time then you can just share so exactly that's a great idea so tell us about your magic kingdom day so it was a full day you went from yes okay we went the whole day we went the whole day it wasn't very crowded um we got there around noon because i'm not a morning person and i live an hour mm-hmm. away so that was as early as i could muster <laughs> and um <laughs> we did yeah we disney bounded uh mini and goofy and I spent a lot of time looking at the new castle because, of course, they decorated it for the 50th anniversary. And it is really 
really pretty in person. Mm-hmm. I have to say it really looks like something out of a, a movie. It doesn't look, it almost looks surreal. And I guess that's the whole point. So I spent a lot of time doing that. I tried to look for uh, the, the bronze statues around mm-hmm. the park and they're very beautifully situ- situated so that they have backgrounds behind mm-hmm. them so that you could, they, it's everything's intended to photograph well. Everything for about the 50th anniversary is intended, you know, to be look good on the gram and it really yeah. pays off. I mean, they do, I do. And so we went to some, I did, I write, I wrote a couple of things I hadn't written before. I had never ridden the Seven Mines, the mm. Snow White and Seven Dwarves Mine roller coaster. I did that. Seven Dwarves Mine train. You have to tell yeah. us what you thought. That's one it was of my so favorites. Cute. Yeah. Oh, well, you know the section where it goes into the mine with mm-hmm. all the little gems lit. You know, yes. and I, it was really pretty. And I don't know if I've told the story before on this podcast, but you know, my grandmother was an animator and she was mm-hmm. an artist. And uh, my grandmother and I were very close. And she, her, the first film she ever saw in the theaters in 1937 in Cuba was Snow White. She was nine and it blew her away and it inspired a lifelong love of art and animation and the history of animation. And she she worked as a colorist in, in an animation studio. And so just seven, seven Dwarves and Snow White are very close and near and dear to my family just because it was just something she loved her whole life. It was her favorite movie probably forever. And just the animatronics of Snow yeah. White dancing. I was very, very cute. But yeah, there's, you know, the, the lightning, I know that we, one of the mm-hmm. things we want to talk about on this one is uh, the lightning lane situation that they debuted that that was the week that it debuted yes yeah inadvertently ended up causing some logistical issues for Mm. lower capacity rides like peter pan Um. so peter pan i think it only holds a thousand people or 1100 people Mm -hmm. as opposed to like it's a small world which holds like twice that i don't have the exact numbers but Mm. i know that there's just a really significant disparity between the capacity of so peter pan ended up having like these ridiculously long wait times which made it seem like a very in-demand ride Right. (laughs) I mean, it is. I love the Peter Pan ride, but I don't know if it's like the most popular, you know, whereas you had other other rides that are probably like way more popular, like the Buzz Lightyear um, Mm -hmm. game, you know, the Toy Story stuff with a, you know, like it just, I just felt like, I just thought that was really funny is that Mm -hmm. Peter Pan had this, like at one point it had something like like an 80 minute wait to go on the Peter Pan (laughs) And it wasn't even that full. Like Mm -hmm. it really wasn't, there wasn't a lot, there weren't like, it wasn't really full to capacity at all. I thought it was pretty low capacity day for the park because it was a Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, that's a fast pass issue too. When there were fast passes available, it always always extends lines no matter what because they always let fast pass people in whether or not that ride is necessarily popular or not it just looks like it is because there's so many people going through fast pass and it just delays standby so it's interesting yeah. to know that Lightning Lane is essentially doing the same thing. <laughs> it is. Still, and, uh, and another yeah. one that we saw a huge wait time, which probably has the same issue as the Winnie the Pooh ride, which again right. is not a while. It's just a very low capacity ride. So it's, I don't know, it's, it created that issue. Interesting. So what, what is the longest, do, what do you think is the longest wait that you had to wait for a ride on that day? Even if it was a Wednesday, like I feel like Disney parks are fairly popular. These it just doesn't matter when you go. There's people always seem to claim that it's busy. Like even I had my friend has a friend who <laughs> who went to Disneyland who hasn't been to the parks in a really long time. And so when she told her that it was busy, we expected when we say busy at Disneyland, like you're shoulder to shoulder with people and you're not really able to get through Main Street, but. When we went for her birthday, I suspect that that's the kind of busy she was talking about, and it was not that busy. So I guess I'm wondering if Walt Disney World operates in the same way, and if you felt like the lines were long for when you went. No? no? Yeah. I think the longest the longest time that I had to wait in line was for the Monsters, Inc. Laugh Factory. Mm. Yeah. And that was just because it takes a long time to get that started because it's it's a live, not a live show. Well, I guess it is a live show. They have performers and people mm. operating. For people who haven't been to that before, it is a sit down show. So you go and the audience gets to text jokes to for them to use. It's a really neat effect because I don't know. I really don't know how they do it. It's just Disney magic, I guess. Right. But the characters say different things every time and they focus. It's a lot of audience participation, but it's pre-recorded for the most part. So I don't really know how they, they do it, but they ended up using one of my son's jokes. So yeah. <laughs> that was kind of fun. <laughs> but he, he was like, well, I don't think there's a lot of people texting jokes, but it was really, it was not very busy. Um, I think mm. I didn't really have to wait more than half an hour for anything so that's um, not bad that's not bad yeah. at all 
Um, well, because when we saw, oh, it was Pirates of the Caribbean. That was mm. the one we had to wait, I think, about half an hour for. Yeah, 25 uh, minutes, 30 minutes, yeah. That's not bad. No, for... no, it wasn't bad at all. But, you know, but then again, we weren't going to wait 80 minutes to ride the Peter Pan ride. Right. So we were trying to stagger. <laughs> and, you know, it changes. So, like, mm. the Buzz Lightyear, you know, when we when um, we came out, when we went into Carousel of Progress, that was really fun. I had missed singing along to that, like an idiot, top of my lungs mm-hmm. to that, you know, as you do. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, when we went into it, it was saying that there was a 35-minute wait for the Buzz mm. Lightyear uh, ride. And then when we came out, it was 15 minutes. So it, it fluctuates a lot. And uh, the Disney, the, the parks app will tell you, and that's one thing that it'll allow you to select uh, your fast passes and your return times and everything via the app, or before you used to have to go up to the people and, and ask them. And, and now it's all through the app and everything is, you know, you, you come back and during your return time and you just swipe your pass and you're good to go. So it's a, m- a much more seamless experience. I will say, I know we're going to talk about Knott's Berry Farm and, uh, you know, some other other uh, parks that are going cashless now. Mm. And the one big difference, and I think that was a big hindrance in terms of uh, first time users was uh, mobile ordering for food. Because again, this is the type of where well, we, we've talked about this in previous episodes where it's really labor intensive to learn how to navigate your experience at Disney parks now, because you really need like a PhD and there's all this stuff that if you just show up, you really need, it's a tremendous amount of planning now. And uh, what ended up happening was that I, I was there with my son and he had not downloaded the Disney parks app mm. on his phone because everything is on my phone and we right. all our reservations and I do all that on my phone, but he wanted to pay for his own food. And so we were at the situation where he was, we were at the restaurant and he had to like download the you know the app to his phone sign up you know enter in a a payment method and it was tremendously time consuming and then they tell you in the app which was very quick it was less than 10 minute wait when your food is ready but i'm imagining when you're a high capacity uh day and you have a hungry toddler and you didn't know Mm -hmm. (laughs) that this is the situation that you had to predict when your children are going to be hungry you know half an hour 45 minutes in advance that you could, you know, have this pre-loaded uh, uh, mm-hmm. app on your phone. I, I just, I feel like it's a very daunting and, you know, convoluted. Uh, if you don't, if you don't know, if you're, if you're a first-time user. So, but we did, we did end up, you know, getting to go there, and we did do the the mobile ordering, and it was for me, it was seamless because I had everything on my phone. But for my mm-hmm. son, who had did not have that, you yeah. know, loaded. And so then we we're very nosy people. So what we did was we asked because he was like, well, what do people do who don't have smartphones or who don't you know, who don't, whatever, for whatever People, reason, they get like, this oh, question all the time because I imagine it's such an issue with the park, with any, I guess anything park these days, because they always encourage you to use the app, especially now. But yes. yeah, what, what did they say? They said, well, we have a line for that. We have a line. We don't, we don't make a, we don't publicize it. Like we don't have a line. (laughs) They have us like the line for like the elderly or whoever doesn't have a smartphone. And so, and they were like, well, but it takes a really long time. Like you do not, you do not want to get into that line because it takes forever because sure enough, it was a very long line when I saw it, but um, they just want to encourage everyone to use that app. So that, that was the, the, the reality is that you do not actually need the app mm. if you really don't want to and you don't mind waiting and I don't know I, I, I thought that was I thought that was interesting <laughs> yeah I am I was just wondering is it I was gonna say is it your first time is it's a weird question is it your was it your first time I guess post everything using like exclusively the mobile for ordering yeah yeah okay it was yeah yeah it was. yeah it was I had never I had never used that before you know the for the the quick serve I had never mm. used the app before you know so I was gonna say pre-pandemic as soon as they started allowing mobile ordering that's like all I used so that's yeah. where that's where we differ in that it's just that I was so used to mobile ordering at Disneyland that like I guess when they started encouraging more app use, the only difference that I started seeing during my days is that the first thing I thought to do because other people had said it in Disney forums was to check how long it took before your arrival window. And so I remember the first day I was at Disneyland, I had checked the app just to see. And I got there pretty early. I was there at like eight o'clock, but I was seeing mobile wait times extend out till 10 o'clock in the morning. And I was like, so I have to think about what I'm hungry for right now so that I can order for 10 o'clock so that I can pay 
pick up that food at the window by like my mobile arrive time, which is like 10 to 10.30, which I thought was ridiculous. Yeah, like why would you wait two hours when you could do standby? But the difference is, is like you said, in standby, the line is significantly longer than it would be for you to order your food and then go to pick it up is the problem. But I had checked those wait times later on in the day and they had shortened significantly. So let's say at 10 o'clock, I want a jolly holiday at Disneyland and then I picked 10 o'clock and then I was able to get my food in 15 minutes. So I think that's, we didn't, we didn't even wait that long. I mean, it was almost instantaneous. They had it, you know, that's part of the quick start. The app has the, has the tendency to scare you, I think, into just thinking, I don't know why they have that two hour buildup like early in the morning. I was wondering about that and I don't know. I don't think anybody's talked about it, how like at eight o'clock in the morning, why they have mobile wait times out until 10 o'clock in the morning, but the, you could get your food right away, which I think is strange. And I didn't test it because I didn't, I don't think I ate breakfast there, but uh, yeah, I just thought that was weird. But well, my you know, own, it, yeah. it's, I, it's time for me to get with the, with the times, you know, so <laughs> I, I actually found it pretty convenient yeah. just because it was really quick. It, once yeah. you get the hang of it, it's really quick. It's really convenient, but it's that learning curve. You know, I can imagine, yeah. especially people who, you know, who are new to the entire experience, I can imagine that the learning curve is is probably pretty steep. I have to say during one of my stories, like I went on my friend's birthday on the 27th and like, she let me do everything because she just doesn't trust the system (laughs) anymore. She's just like, I can't because she wasn't sure if I got reservations. I was like, don't worry. I have your birthday reservations. We're going to the parks for sure. I surprised her with a park hopper so that we were able to go to both parks because she hadn't been in a really long time, like pre COVID. Um, she hadn't been, and it was her birthday. So I said, we have to do park hoppers. I want to take you to the new ride, Web Slingers in California Adventure, and then do Rise of the Resistance on the same day. But that's, I, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. That's, but that's yeah, part, I was of my, say, part of my tale. I, want, I do, I do want to hear, I want to hear all about, you know, your, your vacation, your vacay over at uh, California. You were finally able to go home. <laughs> oh my God, I was. And you know what? I did not miss it. I got it. <laughs> there's not one part of me that misses all of that traffic and like all of it it was just so I felt it was so congested and like I was driving through the streets today thinking look how wide my streets are like look how many cars and like look how fast I'm going through these streets but like a- I Amy see- lives in Las Vegas if you're new to our podcast I live in Orlando she lives in Vegas but she used to live in Los Angeles so I did you could tell Which- the story <laughs> And LA is just so, there's just so many people. It's just so many, like just getting, just going a whole two miles feels like a whole, a whole challenge. But, um, so I was finally able to make it back to LA. I decided to go. I was originally planning on a staycation, but Disney's back open. So let's spend some time at Disney. Um, I went with my mom and we went on Sunday and Monday to the two parks. We just did one day, one park, just so we can spend time at both. I hadn't been to both since, since February of 2020, my birthday last year, my goal was definitely each day do the new rides. So I had been on Rise of the Resistance before my mom had been on, but I still want to go all the time. Always. It's the best ride. So we did virtual. I haven't been yet, but but I'm going to Hollywood. (laughs) No spoilers. Hopefully I know I'm, ho- I'm hoping to, I- I've tried to remain unspoiled. I haven't watched any like, you know, videos of the ride or anything like that. Yeah. I just, I want it to be it. Cause everybody says it's so amazing. And you know, where my family's going uh, this Friday to Hollywood studios. So I'm very, do you have, about. do you have a game plan for like your ride standby? Like, are you going to try to go early or are you just going to just bust out there and pray that it's short? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I like to live dangerously. So that's what I'm going to end up doing. No, we do plan to, you know, go relatively early. It is a Friday afternoon. So Mm. if we go like before noon, it's usually not that full. Uh, They do, they do standby queues now. So we, we will see. We will see. Yeah. I suspect it won't be that bad. I mean, like, you know, they always try to scare you in the morning with that long line that everybody uses when you rush into the park but by yeah. afternoon and by that time I think it'll I think it'll calm down but I agree I agree. I'm just but gonna, I, I want to hear more about your experiences yeah I'm just gonna redact it redact my yeah. <laughs> <whatever> <laughs> I'll, I'll put 
I'll put, you know, <laughs> fingers in my ear. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. And you ended, up, you ended up going to Universal, but you did not go to Halloween. The Halloween. No. And I don't want to, even though I have this shirt, which is from Halloween Horror Nights. I don't care. I love Hill House. So <laughs> I'm Haunting always going to buy Hill House merch. But um, <laughs> okay, back to Rise. Uh, we, <laughs> I did virtual queue uh, seven o'clock in the morning. I blearily opened my eyes and like punched my phone. And then we managed <laughs> to get, I think, a group sometime at noon that we were going to be called. So we had plenty of time to get to the parks. But even so, it was my first time back. I'm like, get up, like leave. We're going. So we got there at around 8.30 and then we immediately, I started doing the method is to do, especially around Halloween time, like Haunted Mansion is going to be the longest line the entire day. So the first thing you want to do is head straight to Haunted Mansion and there was absolutely no wait for us. Um, we do use accessibility in the parks because of my mom. So we got to, even the line was only five minutes long. We go through a different entrance. Uh, so it wasn't that bad, but I do want to say that disclaimer because our right, our line line times were relatively short. I don't know in comparison to what like the actual lines are, but at Disneyland, you cannot fit wheelchairs into traditional lines. Like you probably can in Walt Disney World because there's more room. Yes. But like in, for instance, in Fantasyland, we were given return times to come back because there was no room for anything in that tiny, and tiny bit of you guys. Park. You guys had a Muppets Haunted Mansion display. We do not have anything we like that. Did. Yeah. Oh, so we jealous. Just, it was, I know. I thought of you the whole time. And obviously I sent you pictures, but <laughs> it was yes, I was of... so jealous though. You sent me pictures. <laughs> I was like, oh, why don't we have that? I thought of the Muppets while I was riding Haunted Mansion. It know, should so. be by coastal. It should. it should be. I don't know why they only have it in one park. And it was also strangely placed. Like they put it in front of World of Disney. But not in front of the store. They put it where the trams used to be. So like, it's just this display in the middle of what would be one of the, <laughs> one of the walkways to get to Disneyland. Everybody uh, they, will miss it if they're not. They always do them up. It's so dirty. I swear, I mean, they always do. Too. They always do them up. We went into Memento Mori, the haunted mansion, oh, right. yeah, you know, store gift yeah. shop, and they mm -hmm. didn't even have any merch for the Muppets Haunted Mansion there. And it was like a, you know, supposedly a huge hit on on Disney. Plus, so they always do them up at starting. Oh, now. here's just... the other. Here's the other thing you're gonna hate because oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> over at Talking Points with Mr. Lincoln is what I'm calling that show. They have a, they had a haunted mansion display there for the entire year last year, but they added little pieces of Muppet, Muppets Haunted Mansion to the display. So they have like drawing boards that were gonna be featured in the movie, and they did have little movie oh. props like the little Leota head and one of the doors that they used <laughs> in the movie so I'll include that all in here and put pictures and stuff because I took tons uh, yes. of pictures but thought of you there because I don't think that they have that over in world either nope. which is which is weird I'm sorry got nothing we got nothing I'm sorry um, <laughs> uh what else were we there for we, oh. we did want to talk about the cashless uh the Cedar Point Knott's Berry Farm going cashless and how that's going to work because I thought that was very we were talking about that mm. earlier. I thought that what you said, how they had it all planned out is very interesting experiment. And I'm very curious to see if it's going to catch on or if it'll bleed over into, you know, into the bigger part. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I think just because obviously because of COVID, people have decided to start using cashless payment. I think being cashless is just easier than dealing, having to deal with change. So uh, from what I've seen of the machines, at least of Knott's Berry Farm, it's like a cash into card converter. So what you like do- you load it, you load it, you load, you load it. it. And then and you then, use it yeah. like, a, like a credit card. I think loaded. you would lose it as, and that's the thing. It's like, will you only, are you only able to use this card in that park? If you're loading it onto this machine? I don't know. Like, I don't know the details of this machine, but like, that would be weird. If you're only able to use this like special payment that you're going to be using in the park, you'd have to know how much money you're going to be spending. And is it like at a casino where you can trade right, it in for cash? You can cash like trade it in for cash. Like... Can you return some of that cash? I don't know. But like in the same way is, the food gonna I assume that they're doing cashless payments at food ordering too where you right. probably just Apple pay into the into the device which I have to say Disneyland was starting to implement this pre-COVID, but they were so slow in getting it processed that our information had to go into Orlando's system and then come back into <laughs> nice. Disneyland. 
it was so dumb. And so <laughs> it took really long to process not only your payment, but the annual pass holder payment. They said, we have to go through Orlando. So it took, the transaction took so long. But now that they implemented, finally, Apple Pay into the system, you just put your phone on the little thing, wait till it says go, and then tap. Oh my God, so much easier. It was so yeah, it annoying. it is easier. It is. It is easier. I I mean, you know, it isn't something because I have been going to Disney World for my whole life. Right. So, I, you know, you get decades of doing things one way. It takes a little bit of getting used to doing things another way. But it really it really is so seamless and easy and especially for those quick, you know, quick things. So one great thing is you can tie in a form of payment to it, which is something that people have been asking for for a long time is you can just put in your credit card into Mm -hmm. your Disney app and, and it'll just and then order it. You can or debit card and you can order or anything from the quick serve or wherever you want, you know, whatever you want to eat that day uh, and just pay for it with that determined, you know, form of payment. So I, I thought that was super convenient. And people have been, you know, we just got to get with the times. I yeah, I would say, especially because you were talking about like your son getting his own app on his phone and he didn't have that set up before. And I was yeah. just thinking, you know, when I went with my friend, if we were going to be splitting the cost for something, I think that that's just something if it's possible to do, just gather on one person's and then like then most. Well, then yeah. that's the thing about Disney receipts is that they will email you the receipt of your food, which is I think is really good because if you are food splitting, which is a good idea at Disneyland that's something that you can figure out later so I think that just putting into one thing and then splitting it up later I think that's the fastest way to do that would be my advice if people are are going on group is just to be able to put it in one order and then split it later because I think the the alternative unless you each let's say it's a big group unless you each have it on your phone and you each order it's such a pro it's so tedious like it is yeah no that's what we ended up we ended up doing that Mm. for dinner is you know that I paid for everything and then he then Right. I mean, but yeah. What else That's what we do? ended up doing. I mean, I mean but have, yeah, yeah. I, there's got to be uh, for now. For now, that'll that'll work. But I mean, yeah. you know, having having this cashless option where you this loadable loadable card. That's a co- card. That's a really cool idea that they that they have. I don't know how they would implement it in other parks, but I I mean, it's people already do that for the parks right now. They have Disney gift certificates or gift right. cards. We right. that. I think that they have a, the equivalent for Universal. So this is, I guess, something along those lines. But it's a little bit maybe. I was going to say. I mean, like <laughs> go especially. Especially going to both theme parks, going to Disney and Universal almost back to back. I went to Universal on Friday. I just kept thinking like, wow, they could really use Disneyland's this service or Disneyland could really use this service from Universal. I'm like, if we could just share and share alike, like our information. <laughs> oh no, maybe no, it'll never happen. Like, the ultimate <laughs> customer experience, but let's just make it complicated and split up our ideas. Like I had a really good time at Universal, but I just wanted to say real quick, you since we were talking about Seven Wars Mine Train, that uh, Snow White at Disneyland also got renovated pre-COVID, and it looks amazing like it doesn't oh, cool. look yeah it because I was always jealous of Seven Wars Mine Train because it looks fantastic with all the things that they have inside but we enhanced ours too we have like little screens where it's more digital and they enhanced our gem section where we're high hoeing all the way down in the line me too me too beautiful and I was so jealous and now I'm just like okay well now I can have a little piece of little piece (laughs) of new technology over here in fantasy (laughs) land because they were well due for an update like they needed that update so I'm glad that they had that what else was new at the, oh, Web Slingers, Web Slingers at California Adventure was brand new. It was my first time at Avengers Campus at Yeah, tell, you got to tell us all about how that went. It, it was cool. Was, oh my God. Like I started, I, the first thing I did was like hop to Guardians because I knew the line was going to be extra long. So I did Guardians first and then right next to Guardians is Avengers Campus. And for Disneyland lovers out there and Disney California adventure people, we know how long the detour of that construction took around former Bugs Land. We had to go all the way around if you're oh going. You had to go all the way around Hollywood land and like end up in Cars land. But now finally our shortcut is back. You can go through Avengers campus to go to get to did Cars your, land. Did your mom ride with you? Did she ride that one with you? Is it like a very Web tumultuous ride? Yeah. 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 Let me, let me tell you, it was, uh, so we had to do another, this was another virtual queue situation, which brand new news they got rid of just this week and turned yes. to standby, yeah. which I found interesting, but also it's not, it doesn't surprise me because, well, 
web slingers is one of those that you can fall in line for. So it doesn't necessarily need a queue like Rise right now, but because it's very popular Rises and with a big crowd, they probably need the queue. So it's on an as needed basis. But uh, web slingers, we got an early queue. I think we were group 35. So we ran, our call time was around 930. And then the line is big enough for wheelchair access so for oh, anybody good. wondering. So I was able to push through the, oh my God. And the line is tremendously long. Like I didn't know what other people were talking about when they said it was long, but even if your group gets called, it's long starting from the beginning of where the line is to inside the building. I timed it. It's like 35, it was 35 minutes, I think, or around 30 minutes. I wanted to check how long everything was. So I was taking, I was using my stopwatch on my phone. So we were able to go on that. And if you're in a wheelchair, there is a special section away from the ones that are loading because loading has to go pretty quickly. So it's this one car that has two seats on the right side and then a space on the left side. So then you're either able to stay in your wheelchair or you have the option to To get into it. Yeah. If you want to sit in seat. So my mom usually gets out of her chair just to sit in the chairs. So we sat next to each other on the thing and it's uh, for her, it was hard to understand just because their instructions were really quick. You don't really know what to do until you're in there. It is a ride that you have to use your hands and your arms as the weapon or as as your gun shooter. So you're shooting. You're Spider-Man. You are Spider-Man and you're helping Peter Parker with this thing that he actually caused, which were the, which are the replica of all of these. Spoilers. Spoilers. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. I was like, you see this in the ride cube, but sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, big spoiler. No, yeah, no, it sounds so cool though. Spiders everywhere. And so you're shooting these little spider things. And then, so you're just using your hands. So I did the whole web thing. I was using them with my, yeah, (laughs) of course. I I developed my method, which is just basic because you can either like really go at it or you can just kind of (laughs) like coast through. through. Like, so I was trying to show my mom what to do. And then we made it through. And then you actually do get scored individually. Oh, yeah two colors. So we were orange and yellow. And then at the end, it'll show your group number. Big spoilers. Spoiler alert down here. I'll put in big bold letters. They have (laughs) um, three separate view screens. So like you go into three separate different areas. And then so that is your big culmination is this giant redacted. So (laughs) oh, okay. Okay. A boss fight, huh? (laughs) Yeah. And then the ride vehicle itself, as I noticed the other people loading, usually holds four players. So if you're going, the two of you, your numbers You guys only had you two. Yes. Yes. Your numbers will be significantly pulled down. Gotcha, <laughs> I suppose gotcha. if you're going as a whole car, you could probably hit up to like a million points, 800,000 points. But it was so fun. People are like- It sounds was- awesome. Right. People think have, this ride is have dumb, you, and I'm like, you're dumb. Like, how, I, I'm just super curious because, of course, Universal Studios has a Spider-Man ride, which I thought was really fun, but it's a little bit more passive than that. You just kind of ride and you have to you go know, through. Universal um, Hollywood does not have this ride, so no? I've never been on that one. Oh, no, I was going to say how it compares because uh, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it, is a, it is one of the, you know, Universal Studios Orlando gets mm. a lot of flack for having a lot of screen rides and a lot of, like, mm. you know, simulation rides, but this one actually does move quite a bit and it's more like a Gringotts kind of ride Mm. where you go through it and it does move and it you do it is a little bit closer to like a hybrid like roller coaster ride it doesn't Mm. you're not sitting there passively watching a screen and so it is a little bit more you know actively engaged than than just sitting there is there a gameplay on no no so it is a narrative it's a whole narrative okay. and but um it's 3d and mm. it looks really cool it looks like you yeah. really feel like you're in the middle of you feel it is a it makes you feel as though you are in the middle of a like a big showdown between doc ock and spidey right. and all this other so it's it's uh very immersive for a simulation ride mm. uh but i was just kind of curious how I, I i hadn't realized you hadn't seen it yet yeah, so when you come here when you visit that. we have to go to that one because it is it is uh, one of my favorite rides in Universal Studios. Is, I need is it. I love all things Spidey. So I was excited that that Web Slingers was really good because I didn't really, yeah. people were kind of comparing it to Toy Story in a way. I was like, yeah, but you use your hands. It's more fun. Like, yeah, <laughs> it just reminds me of that line in Back to the Future 2 where Elijah Wood is like, you use your hands. That's like a baby's toy. And I'm like, oh my God, we're the future. I was so excited. <laughs> like, Yeah, no, it's, um, yes. I mean, I've, I've heard that comparison too with the Toy Story, the yeah. Buzz Lightyear one. 
so um but i mean so you know much better but oh my god just but, laugh. i mean yeah. but that's a really fun ride though i mean so, so if it's, much if fun it's oh like my that, god you have to come back and you have to ride this. I mean, I hope that it does go to Florida because you. I feel like you guys like definitely need part of this whole interactive ride experience, but uh, yeah. it's here at California Adventure. Adventure's campus as a whole is pretty small. I mean, as we expected it to be, it just filled the Bugs Life area. So mm. you just have like different sections where you can see different characters. Up on top of the building was Captain Marvel and Black Panther. Yes. When people saw Black Panther, people went nuts. Like oh, they awesome. ran <laughs> outside, like and as soon as he started doing like Wakanda forever, people were just like, Oh my God. It's a, and oh I got my so excited. I was like taking all <laughs> these pictures and I'm like, it just seems so exciting to like see Marvel characters in their element. And I got of a course. selfie with Shang-Chi, of course. He was just leaning against oh, the building. So cool. It was so just cool. so cool. And then I did have breakfast and lunch at Pimp's Kitchen, which was the only new eatery that they have for Adventures Campus. But it was stellar. Like even if the food is like, I'd say elevated preschool events. <laughs> wow (laughs) nice I just had like peanut butter and the bacon one but that was so good and they have a very traditional breakfast but it's their presentation and the way that Pim's Kitchen is it's supposed to be you know modeled over by Ant-Man and the Wasp and how he has like big food and then they shrink it into tiny food (laughs) oh my god it was adorable I have a video of an egg like this small and a banana smoothie as big as my pinky and it was so good but it's this small so oh, how cute you got to put it on the tiktok <laughs> i will i'm gonna put up all the stuff uh we're thinking about doing something for like vlogmas over december yes. so maybe we'll get a culmination of all of our trip stuff and then put it over over that time but um yeah yeah, yeah. well i have a yeah i have a pretty set itinerary because I, I only really try to go to the parks once a week because right. you know i live in i live a significant distance and, yeah and i have a life outside of the, believe <laughs> it or not maybe sometimes it's hard for me to believe i do have a life outside of the disney parks <laughs> so but, but why? Uh, no. <laughs> I know I, it's I, thus far. I know. So yeah. So this week I'm going to Hollywood studios next week is I do want to celebrate Diwali and animal kingdom and the Asia pavilion of uh, animal kingdom. They have a wonderful Diwali celebration, which I did not get a chance to see. I have seen videos of it. I really wanted to do that. And then I guess the week after that is maybe not the week after that. I, I'm not really sure. I may, I may go back to the food and wine festival before mm. it closes, but then the week after that is Thanksgiving. And I have my tier of past does has a blackout date for, for Thanksgiving. Mm. And then the week after that, I'm seeing Miss Jody Benson do the candlelight processional at Epcot. And then um, I'm trying to squeeze in a SeaWorld trip mm. somewhere in there. <laughs> somewhere yeah. in December, I may go. So and I have a, I'm, I have a meeting a friend. A, there's a couple of people that are wanting to meet at Epcot through the holidays. But yeah. sometime after the blockout dates uh, in December, because it's the 16th, this last day you can go mm. as a pass holder if you don't have the... the for uh, December? You know, the, yes. Yeah. Yes. For my tier. Because, you know, and then it's through January. Second, so somewhere in there, I may squeeze in a, a holiday Sea World trip, so we can have something. We we'll have things other than Disney on you know, <laughs> here and there. <laughs> here and there, uh, I here was going to say there. that, like, good for you. You're able to get reservations for December because yeah. Disney people I, all here are have not been able to get anything, including myself. So I got lucky that I got. I was telling you my plans are completely thwarted by various oh, no. nights, and be just because they did say which nobody knew until they came out with the schedule for this for the holidays that if you're on Marius night nights at the parks then you also are not getting the plaza in package which is the food package that comes with getting a reserve section for christmas fantasy parade so there's oh okay which is a bummer like so they only have two showings for christmas fantasy three o'clock and 5 30 i have to leave the park by like three something and so our package is only for 5 30 so maybe i'll give out my vouchers if anybody wants oh, them no. on <laughs> december 6th because i will not be using them uh, i was just curious to try the food but i will yeah. be able, i will miss out on the on the fantasy parade but i didn't know that they would not be showing the fantasy parade on marius nights and obviously they will not be showing fireworks on those yeah, nights because you're leaving because you're going so early right but and you said now we were talking our, just real quick our candlelight is the weekend of 
December. It's more 4th. limited, right? It's only one yes. weekend. It's two, yeah. it's two days, December 4th and 5th. Both of those days, no, no, nothing, no parade, no fireworks. Oh, wow. And so if you want to book that package, you can't, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, oh, it's all sold out. Oh, no, it's not sold out. They're not doing them at all. It's just not so available. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of Disneyland people are bummed because, you know, there's only specific times that you're able to do this during the holiday, especially on the times that we're blocked out because we're blocked out the majority of the month and now we can't get reservations and now they're taking away everything what a so, bummer. <laughs> yeah, it's not great well, disneyland do better <laughs> but oh well. no I, yeah for real for real because you know we have we have it all month long you know, at epcot mm-hmm. and um you were telling me where we were talking right before we started uh recording was uh Di- november 12th is disney plus day at the disney parks this uh this year it's the one year anniversary of the launch of of disney plus the streaming service yeah you know they're going to have a blue you said a blue carpet they're having blue when I heard you were going to Hollywood Studios on November 12th, yes. I got so excited because I- according to Disney Parks blog, they are going to be having a blue carpet for people who are going to the four Walt Disney World Parks and also Disneyland that's, in California. That's me. That's, that's me. You. I'm going to the Disney Parks on November 12th, which I didn't know about. I'm just, right. you know, got very lucky. And so, they so said, yes, I will be, I will be ho- at Hollywood Studios that day. And so you'll be receiving, having... yeah, the blue carpet experience, yes. including the that's why that's why that's they right. knew i was coming they knew i was coming they so they had to roll out the vip treatment that's the they plan specifically for you obviously <laughs> exactly. but for those of you who don't know you can also get complimentary photo pass which is very important because it's no longer included on any magic keys at disneyland or california adventure so take advantage of this day if you can get reservations <laughs> and try to like get your Disney photo pass. Also same for Walt Disney World. I think uh, photo pass digital downloads will be uh, available and this is specifically to Disney plus subscribers. So I was told that you have to, you have to log into your Disney plus app in the park. I can do that. (laughs) Yeah. To prove that you are an actual Disney subscriber. Right. Gotcha. I can do that. I mean, you know, that's, that's fine. That's fine. You know, but that's cool. I, when they relaunched the annual passes, uh, in Orlando's Walt Disney world parks, they made photo pass a la carte. It used Mm. to be included in specific tiers, the up, the two upper tiers of the pass holders. Same with Disneyland and now nothing. Yeah. Now, (laughs) now it's $99 a year. I opted to not get it. It just did not really make sense for my family. We just don't really use it as often, you know, for us to get pay a hundred dollars extra a year to get these photos but hey free i like free uh, right. free is cool as opposed to free. me i used photo pass all the time and so i'm really pissed off that they don't have it anymore Aww. for disney keys i used to get the highest tier for all for photo pass and for parking and they just decided to take all that away but especially if you're only if you're paying 20 dollars, at least in florida if you're paying 20 dollars per package or whatever the photo package is per day like it's so worth it to get like yeah. if you're gonna use it it's worth it to get like added on but um unfortunately that is not a available for Disneyland. (laughs) Disneyland key people as usual but um at least you'll get your free photos and then it says that they're going to be fan favorite Disney plus characters and different appearances around the park the Mandalorian and oh my god Guru, fingers crossed that they have so cool. somebody cute like uh yes. little baby Groot sure. running around yeah they have to and then they so have you have to, to... I'm sure that the Mandalorian has to be the easiest character right so you put anybody literally to the to the point where Pedro Pascal was not even the person in the suit on the show for most of it so <laughs> they could put literally anybody in in that costume and people would go wild people right. i mean me you know <laughs> i will i would love to see the mandalorian there so i'm hoping i'll, I'll we will report back and i will definitely upload some videos of yes. how it all goes uh, i want to see what these uh, in park perks and offerings and whatever else and then if you're at disneyland i think it says disneyland you'll be able to get in 30 minutes before park opens i don't know about awesome. the other parks yet but that will do yeah. me no good though because I, I don't get up early. No, I, that's that's right. Not, that's nice for anybody who's there at seven in the morning. That will not be me, but that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> available for anybody who wants to be there earlier yes. in the parks. You know, exactly. like for those the, the key for I mean, this is a I'm going to call this a hot tip because the key for people <laughs> who are trying to get your Magic Pass reservations always check the night before. The day before, it's usually people who are dropping their reservations and canceling their right. reservations for that day. You're going to be able to get into the park. I don't know about these busy days where everybody's trying to get in. Like, let's say on the 12th 
myself, but fingers crossed the day before, and I know this is not convenient either for out of town people like myself who need reservations, but if you're local, just do that because there are a million and one complaints I see every single day about not getting reservations. But you know, kids, <laughs> if you try hard enough, just believe it'll happen. <laughs> it'll happen because I've seen it happen. Fingers crossed for you. <laughs> Fingers crossed, you know, and I, I think that's pretty much all we have to talk about. Well, no, we did want to, I did want to touch on because I just, I found it ironic because in the last episode, I think it was the last episode that we talked about Universal Beijing and how mm. it had been like wildly sold out mm. for the entirety of its run. I mean, like it was sold out, I think a couple of months in advance. And uh, this last week, a few days mm. ago, they were snowed out. They actually I did got- see, I did see that. That's great footage. Whoever took that. It was that beautiful. Well, because, you know, Hogwarts and the, the Hogsmeade rather and the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Now, the Universal Beijing has a very, it's their, their Wizarding World of Harry Potter is very similar to the one in Orlando. It's got, I think, similar rides and things like that. So, but it has a couple of things that are not so similar. Like they have the Isla Nublar of mm. uh, Jurassic World right. in the Jurassic World. And they have, we have, we talked about the Kung Fu Panda World, which is the only one of its kind. So it has seven, I think seven different areas, worlds. They got hit by a blizzard. And so all of the outdoor attractions had to shut down for the whole day. And I think it was just the one day because obviously this is a well-oiled machine and they were able to bounce back whoa, whoa, whoa. immediately. But the pictures look so cool because Hogsmeade is all wintered out year round. It has fake right. snow it's everywhere. The, it's not the fake kind this time. It's like it real looks, life. I know. <laughs> yeah, it looked real. So people actually weren't, they didn't mind too much. Right. There were all so many people taking photos in the snow and the whole costumes that they had. So people were happy about, you know, they took it, they took it yeah. in stride. They took, <laughs> you could say they took it in stride and they, um, there was just a lot of a really beautiful footage there, but they did get hit by a blizzard after we, we talked about how amazingly right. full and, and packed it was. So maybe we cursed it. And cursed it. Blizzard. <laughs> I blizzard guess just, just expect some like shut, like temporary shutdowns if there's another uh, weather situation for so That's just one, Universal. just add that to your list of things you have to do before you go to the theme park is check right. your weather app. Always see. check your weather app just to always, see. You always. <laughs> just to see what kind of madness will come. Yes. But I did want to talk about Universal. So let's get to Universal next week. And we can also talk about uh, different holiday things because Disneyland and Disney California Adventure open up their Christmas offerings in November, or starting November 12th. So that's when our holiday season starts. And I just wanted to show my hybrid situation here. I've got <laughs> I've got my Christmas Disney ears, ears and a Haunting and of Hill House t-shirt. Christmas and I'm running The Haunted because I'm not done with Halloween yet. So, yeah. but uh, this, this is only, I'm just, doing a little universal disney shout out right. but uh yeah we'll definitely talk about universal more um yeah. i'm coming up next time so we got yeah. a lot to report so please do follow us on all our social we're on instagram we are on facebook we have a blog where we post our new episodes we're on soundcloud if you actually go to themeparkrealtalk.com you will see links to everything there under subscribe you will see all the different ways that you can subscribe to us whether it be on spotify or itunes or soundcloud if you go to our contact page it's got all the links to our, our social media, Twitter, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok. I think that's it. Right? Yes. <laughs> Email us, so email us if we're leaving anything out, yeah. but I doubt yes. it. <laughs> yes, uh, we're not, we're not on Pinterest yet, but you, you never know. Never say never. <laughs> we'll be on the next social media thing that comes out if it comes out, but <laughs> absolutely. find us absolutely everywhere. And thank you for listening. Subscribe, like, follow, tweet. Yeah, see you real soon. <laughs> Bye.